Before we get started this morning, here's a reminder that support for the Morning Agenda comes from Everance Financial. It empowers members to align their investments with their faith and values. You can learn more at everance.com slash centralpen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities, Inc., member FINRA, and SIPC. Democrats hold on to their slim state house majority in a special election and a call to keep firearms away from polling places. Welcome to the Morning Agenda, WITF's daily news podcast, where the only agenda is you. A good morning to you. It is Wednesday, February 14th. Happy Valentine's Day. This is being recorded at 925 a.m. I'm your host, Tim Lambert, as we take this daily trip around the region's top stories together. The results of a special election in Bucks County means Democrats have kept their slim majority in the state house. Voters elected Jim Prokopiak, a former school board member, to represent them. The county has been trending more to the left in the last few elections. His win will give Democrats a 102 to 100 majority in the house. A Republican lawmaker's resignation last week shifted the power back to Democrats, and Prokopiak's victory kept it in place. Democrats in the House have sought to defend their majority in four special elections in the last year alone. The Senate is controlled by Republican lawmakers. Democratic state lawmakers are calling for a ban on firearms at polling places. My colleague Ben Wasserstein reports GOP-controlled states such as Mississippi, South Carolina, and Texas already have similar laws in place. Representative Tim Brennan of Bucks County is introducing the legislation alongside Representative Mary Jo Daly of Montgomery County. He says it is important at a time of divisive partisanship. You know, the the temperature is pretty high right now, and um, people um, are believing things that aren't true, number one, and willing to, um, to act on those things that aren't true. The legislation would allow gun owners to keep their firearms stored in their car, but would make it a misdemeanor offense to bring it inside a polling place. Now, it would not apply to law enforcement or active military personnel. The Commonwealth already bans firearms in schools and courthouses, and many polling places are located at these sites. Governor Josh Shapiro's $48 billion budget proposal calls for investments in a lot of areas, but county leaders say it falls short in one of their top priorities. Kate G. Marisi is with our friends at WESA in Pittsburgh, and she reports they're looking for an increase to a key funding source that would help provide mental health services. The base mental health funding line item is used by counties to support inpatient services, outpatient therapy, crisis services, and more. That funding received a $20 million boost in the current year's budget, and the governor's proposal would give that line item an additional $20 million in funding for the fiscal year that begins July 1. But many county officials say that isn't enough, given past budget cuts and many years of stagnant funding. Lisa Schaefer is executive director of the County Commissioners Association of Pennsylvania, which is calling for an additional $250 million in funds for next year's budget. We really do need to see a significant investment uh, in order to start rebuilding that mental health system that is so important for Pennsylvanians. Now, by law, the budget must be passed and signed by June 30th. 
The U.S. Treasury Secretary is touting how the Biden administration has been able to lower health care costs through the Inflation Reduction Act. Sarah Bowden, also from our friends at WESA in Pittsburgh, has the details on Janet Yellen's visit to Pittsburgh. Yellen touted the Biden administration's economic wins, including ways it has made health care more affordable. Yellen pointed to the uninsurance rate, which last year dropped to 7.7 percent, a historic low. Some of this can be attributed to legislation that lowered health care premiums for some Americans by expanding tax credits. Families save an average of $40 per person per month on premiums, and one-third of customers find coverage for $10 or less per month. Yellen also said in addition to wanting to make these lowered premiums permanent, the Biden administration is working to shift other policies like ending surprise medical bills and cracking down on misleading insurance products. Now, when I got in the office this morning, I went through about a dozen news sites across central Pennsylvania looking for a few stories to put on your Valentine's Day radar. So here they are. The future of the Snyder County Prison is up in the air. The Daily Item reports county leaders are discussing building a new jail or renovating or closing the current facility in the face of rising costs. Now, over the last year, the county spent more than $5 million running the 136-bed prison, which is located outside Sealands Grove, even as the inmate population dipped into the mid-40s. County commissioners launched a study last fall into operations at the facility, which has faced major building maintenance issues. Now, the board is trying to determine what's driving spending, including rising medical and food costs and the price tag for housing inmates from other counties. Last month, the county stopped accepting female inmates and now houses them in other county jails, partly due to the resignation of female corrections officers. Commissioners plan to review the financial costs of running the prison before any decision is made on next steps. And 17 plain sect farms in Lancaster County will get more than $2 million in state grants to improve manure storage and reduce harmful runoff into waterways. Our sister newsroom, LNP Lancaster Online, reports the State Conservation Commission has awarded $1.1 million each to the Alliance for the Chesapeake Bay and the Lancaster Farmland Trust. The Alliance is targeting seven small plain sect dairy farms in the county, along with two farms in Snyder County. Some 18 acres of new streamside plantings will improve water quality in the Octorora and Conestoga watersheds. 275 new trees will be planted on each acre. The trust will focus on 10 farms, nine dairy farms plus one beef and chicken operation in the Peckway Creek watershed, covering a total of 682 acres. That effort will include increased manure storage, barnyard runoff and stormwater controls, as well as streamside tree plantings. Just a reminder that The Morning Agenda is available anywhere you find your favorite podcast and on WITF's YouTube channel, which you can subscribe to. You can also find it on the NPR One app. And be sure to check out our monthly Spotify playlist. This month's is called The Morning Agenda Song of the Day, February 2024. And my song of the day is already ready for you to check out. It's Allison Chain's Angry Chair. A big thanks to Everett's Financial for supporting The Morning Agenda. It empowers members to align their investments with their faith and values. Learn more at everance.com slash central pen. Securities offered through Concourse Financial Group Securities, Inc., member FINRA and SIPC. 
That is going to do it now for The Morning Agenda. It's a daily news podcast from WITF, where the only agenda is you. I'm your host, Tim Lambert. Thank you so much for listening today. Your company is always appreciated. So be well. Enjoy this Valentine's Day. And we will talk again tomorrow.